I'm going to be reading in the book of Song of Solomon, chapter number 2, verse number 1, just one verse of scripture. Hopefully your Bibles are with you. If you do have Bibles, I encourage you to bring them. We have this behind me in the event that someone didn't happen to bring it or we have some visitors that don't have one. Amen. Praise the Lord. Song of Solomon. Chapter number 2, verse number 1 says, I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. You may be seated. I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. We're going to put a picture of this particular lily. I hope that you can see it. It's beautiful. This is the lily of the valley right here. It has beautiful, beautiful white bell-like flowers. It has red berries that look so delicious to eat. Yet everything about this plant is dangerous. Everything about it. The seed is poisonous. The plant itself is toxic. The petals and the berries are also very, very poisonous. If you were to eat any of this, the seeds, the plant, the flowers, or the berry, even though it looks so beautiful, the lily of the valley, it can cause Blurry vision that you might not be able to see correctly. It can cause drowsiness so that you begin to become lethargic. Not able to focus. Have you ever been so sleepy that you lose your thoughts and you really don't know where you're at? Everything about this plant, if you were to happen to digest it, it would cause a reduction in heart rate. You see, it may be beautiful on the outside. This plant may be wonderful to have, to look at. It grows uncontrollably, like a weed or the wisteria bush or tree. It's hard to kill. It grows in two ways. Self-populating by plant to plant. Growing by just the shoots or under the ground or even by seeds. It's almost impossible to get rid of. I like to compare this beautiful lily that we read about in Song of Solomon's. To our humanity. To our flesh. To that which we inhabit. That we see every day in the mirror. That we try so hard. To satisfy it. It's hard to kill isn't it? No matter how nice it may look. It is toxic to our soul. It can cause our vision.
vision to become blurry in our walk with God. It can also cause us to become drowsy in the world in which we live where we're not sober or vigilant and the enemy can come in and devour whom he may seek. It can also cause a reduction in our heart rate for the things of God and cause us to want the things of the world. You see, our flesh is like the lily of the valley. It looks good on the outside. The whole world is trying to satisfy it. The church has become fixated with their bodies and with the carnality in which we inhabit. This flesh will take control. It will convince you that the things of God that were so important yesterday are no longer that important today. What does it hurt if I pamper the flesh? What does it hurt if I look at the beauty of the lily? What does it hurt if I put it in a prominent place and I set it in my best vase? What is it really hurting? Look how nice it looks. But yet it is toxic, poisonous, and deadly. I want you to think about this as I have thought about it. And how if we're not careful, we will allow our lily The Bible says that basically all humanity is as the flower which is here today and tomorrow fadeth away. You see, God equates our humanity to a flower. But yet the Bible says the word of the Lord endureth forever. And as this body can self-produce with Male to female. Hear me now this morning. And equates that to human reproduction. I want you to understand that the Word of God is also a seed that causes a new birth. It can also reproduce inside of this flower a new creature trying to get out, trying to grow, trying to mature. Why is it that you can never find satisfaction in a relationship truly? Why is it even if you meet the love of your life, sooner or later you're going to become unhappy? You're going to have those moments and nights where you still have not really been satisfied completely inside. Because your flesh can never be satisfied. It's kind of like the grave. It can never be satisfied. It's kind of like the desert cannot get enough water. I'm trying to bring something today that has crept into the church of the living God. 
We have got so caught up with what every other church is doing, even apostolics, that we think, well, they still sing the same music. They still shout and speak in tongues. Oh, people are getting the Holy Ghost there. But I promise you this, when they get the Holy Ghost, the seed which we are born again, not the corruptible Word of God, but the incorruptible Word of God, with liveth and abideth forever. God is saying, kill the flower. Put down the flower that I might bring forth the fruit, that I might bud, that I might bring forth the flower that will never fade away. I'm talking about the lily of the valley. I know that this type of preaching has gone to the wayside even in apostolic churches. Because they're afraid to offend people. So they're okay with them going to hell. I'm not. I don't want to go and I don't want you to go. And I promise you this, this flesh, this lily will take me to hell. It'll say everything's okay when it's not okay. It'll tell me that I don't have to do it when the Word of God says I do. It'll tell me that I don't have to succumb to the Word of God and be obedient to my pastor when the Word of God says I do. I'm telling you right now, I'm tired of looking at the flower. I'm tired of looking at the beauty that the world may hold. But inside of me, there is a worth. There is something more valuable than anything this world has to give is called an eternal soul. As you can tell it this morning, the Holy Ghost is on me because I'm sensing this with a passion because I see too many dear saints of God that used to rejoice and love the Word of the Lord. They no longer read it. They're convinced that their logic is okay. They're convinced their reasoning is okay. They're, for, they're convinced that their decisions are okay, but it's not lining up with the Word of God. It's not lining up with the seed, the incorruptible seed. I'm telling you right now, I've got to have the good ground. I've got to have a heart. I've got to have something inside. We all look at the lily, but we don't understand that before it was a lily, it was a seed that was under the ground and nobody could see it. Right now, you can't see the Word of God. You can't see who I am. But one day, when God comes, I'll be like Him, for I shall see him as he really is right now this lily is perishing day by day by day it's kind of like the devil it knows its time is short oh you may not realize that at your age but the older you get you realize death is there and so what does the flesh do? It says, no, I might as well go out with a gusto. I might as well convince this child of God that really didn't even entertain these thoughts. I've got to put them in there. I've got to say they can still live for God and be this way or that way. They can still live for God and do the things they know that the Word of God says don't do. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to listen to the lily. I'm not looking at the lily. I've got to be renewed day by day. Hear me? I've got to be renewed.
removed day by day. You see, when you're born again, you cannot survive. You will not be able to succumb to lily. You will not be able to control the growth of the lily until you get stronger in your spirit. And God says the only way to get stronger is to be renewed day by day. What happened? What happened somewhere along the line? I'll tell you what happened. Preachers have given in to itchy ears. They try to do everything they can to keep some disgruntled apostolic from leaving. There is nothing I can do to keep you from leaving. There is nothing I could say. There is no encouragement that I can give you. You have got to have the want to. You have got to get a hold of God. You have got to have a relationship for yourself. Because I'm telling you, preachers need to quit trying to baby people and staying in the living. And start preaching the word of God. God's going to have a church. He just didn't say how many is going to be in a local assembly. But he's going to have a church. There are going to be some people that are understanding what I'm preaching this morning. And they're going to tell in their spirit, God, have my pastor preach. My flesh is really, you know, here we go again. We're going down that, I hear some of you, we're going down that road again. I came from encouragement. Friend, if this doesn't encourage you, nothing will encourage you. God is saying to you right now, spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Live, live. Don't die. But the only way you're going to live is to get into the word of God and renew your mind. Give me Colossians. How am I renewed? There's only one way to be renewed day by day. I hope it comes up. Colossians. And have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. And the only way you're going to get that knowledge is in the word of God. For the word of God is the only thing that describes God, tells us of God, shows us the ways of God, shows us how to please God. Man can't tell you. A preacher can't tell you. Your mama can't tell you. Your flesh will definitely not tell you. But the word of God will say, do, don't, do this, don't do that. It'll say everything that you need. And then I'm telling you... The stronger you get, the less lilies you'll have in your garden. While the other churches are talking about that dogmatic preaching over at New Life Apostolic Church, that hard pastor that preaches, man, he just lets it rip. Man, he pre- it don't matter if a visitor there's not. He just, it, he don't use no wisdom. The only wisdom I need is the almighty word of God. If he tells me to preach it, I don't care if the mayor is here. I don't care if President Trump is here. I don't care who's here. If he tells me to preach it, I'm gonna preach it. And I'm gonna tell you right now, the only way they're gonna stop me from preaching is to kill me. Because if they send me to preaching, I'm gonna keep on preaching the unadulterated word of God. God is his word and his word is God. You cannot have a relationship with God without having a relationship with his word. How can you? 
Because you don't know him. You don't know his voice. He says, my sheep will hear my voice for they know me and I know them. Who are you following? The lily? <laughs> or the shepherd? You see, the shepherd, as we saw that picture in the valley with the mountains and the beautiful water, he will tell the sheep, we're not going there. That's toxic. We're going over to the still waters. We're going over to the pure waters. We're, we're going over to a pasture that doesn't have anything in it that would corrupt you, that would cause you to act crazy. Apostolics are losing their mind because they're not renewing their mind. They are. They're losing their mind. Huh. Oh, I want to say some things. I don't know if I can yet. I'm going to meditate on the Lord. Why is it that an apostolic that once cried the tears of joy for the Lord read his word every day Listen to preaching tapes until they were wore out. What happened to them? What happened to them if they think they're going to be okay not coming to the house of God? They're looking at the lilies. They are deceived by the beauty of the world. There's a scripture that I want you to pull up. I'm not going to go back up there for a while. There's a scripture I want you to pull up about the hidden man, the meek and quiet spirit. This is what God wants of me. He doesn't want a lily. Didn't I give it to you? I think he'll find it. If not, the Bible is talking about how women should adorn themselves, not with outward apparel and the plattening of hair. But inside a meek and quiet spirit whose ornaments of a great price. That's what God wants from me. He doesn't want things dangling on my body. Oh, it got quiet all of a sudden. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I mean, that's what the book says. But let it be the hidden man of the heart that which is not... The hidden man, the hidden man of the heart, which is not. Even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, a great price. Go to the scripture before that. I'm not making this stuff up. See if you can go to three. Three, three. Who's adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of the plaiting of hair and the wearing of gold or the putting on of apparel. I'm apostolic. I still preach this. No, 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 I still preach it, I still live it, I still believe it because I'm working on an ornament. Not an ornament that I hang from my ears or put on my hands, oh no, or put on my clothing. Apostolic thinks it's okay now to wear a gold brooch because it's not on the ear or head. Friend, it's still putting on gold. I'm telling you right now, I believe the word of God. I want an ornament of great price. 
which is in the sight of God valuable. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to stay here long because this makes people uncomfortable. I don't know why. You, you know what kind of church this is. <laughs> Who's going to get that stuff when you go? When your flower dies. Who's going to get that stuff? I, I didn't want them to have it. Too bad. <laughs> but I wanted this one to happen. So sorry. Have you not been around long enough to know that when parents die, siblings go absolutely mad. They sneak into the house. They take things that without even the other siblings know. They take it. They hoard it. They sell it. They heap it to themselves. They say, I'm going to go in before anybody goes in. I'm not going to tell you the story of my own life because I don't want to embarrass my siblings. But I'm telling you, I've experienced it. Let me tell you something. Hey, it don't matter what my dad or mom left me. Hey, I know that a father that I really serve his name is Jesus he's got something for me far better than anything that I can hold in my hand or put on my body okay 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 well, you can be like Pharaoh bury me with it there's some people that do that you know how do you know it even gets there? You think that every mortician is honest? Wow, look at that ring. Oh, sorry, we have to have a closed cassette today. Or they can put their hands in such a way you'll never know what's under it. How many of you have seen someone come up there and move hands and move to just check and see what's in the casket? No. That's why the Bible says, lay up in heaven where moth and rough cannot corrupt. Oh, 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 man. We were shouting. Now we're quiet. That's okay. We'll get to shouting in a minute. But that's all right. Whatever you do, I'm preaching to you because I love you and I want you saved. God's dealt with me. I said, God's dealt with me. Let me tell you right now, I done put some of that stuff away, all of it really. But there's some other stuff I'm sure I'm going to have to put away. Not because uh, God's going to make me, because I choose to. I want to tell you right now, I want to walk on streets of gold. I want to look upon his face, uh, the one who saved me from it. I am an time apostolic preacher and that's who you got and that's who I am I started in 2000 and before that preaching this way and I'm not changing we get to the new temple I'm preaching the same way it may be the first service might as well break into temple riot I'm going to give you a biblical example of what I'm preaching this morning about a judge. Probably some of your favorite judges is one of them by the name of Samson. Brother John, you like Samson? Yeah, he, he likes Samson. Yeah. Strong man. We don't even know how he was built. He might not have had no muscles whatsoever. Does it, 
Does it give you a picture of he was muscular? He was a bodybuilder? He went to the weight room every day? He took supplements? Hello? Oh, we got in our mind that Samson was this big old guy. He could have been that little old runt for all we know. I don't know. But I do know this. God called him from birth. And as long as he was obedient to the things of God, he had supernatural strength. No man could tame him. No man could bind him. Nothing could stop him. Are you listening? Kind of like the church of the living God. No man, no devil, nothing can bind us or stop us. And I'm a child of God. I'm in the church of the living God. And that goes for me as an individual. The only thing that stopped him were the lily of the valley. The lust of the valley. The lust of the flower. It is right. Everybody feared him. You tell me when you caught 300 foxes. You can't even catch one, much less 300. And then how did he hold them together to tie all of them tail together? And how did they stay still to light a fire there? It happened. This is the Samson I'm talking about. Walking in the Holy Ghost which he didn't receive inside. Anointed from God from his birth. I'm telling you right now. Whatever he did for the Lord to judge Israel. God was with him until the day he succumbed to the lily of the valley. And he began to fall in love with a heathen woman. You better hear me. He began to get a relationship that wasn't godly. He began to seek someone that wasn't living right. You better hear me young person. You better hear me single adult I'm telling you right now that was his downfall she kept on just like they will they'll keep on you don't have to do that we don't have to go there we can go somewhere else we can be saved in another church we can do this we can do that and then they'll pull this one on you you don't love me you don't care for me you don't really care for me that's what Delilah was doing when Samuel was joking with her never would tell the secret of God she said oh you don't love me Before I tell you what you already know, let's backtrack to when Delilah wasn't in his life. When that item in your home wasn't in there. When that item wasn't in your purse. When you weren't seeing that individual. You worship, you were right up here dancing. And today, where are you? Today, what you doing? It's because your lily has done deceived you and took over your spirit. 
and you for some reason will not curse that lily and begin to put it to death and begin to feed your spirit and feed your soul with the word of God and do what you know to do. Here comes Samson. One thousand. That's a lot of people. I don't know about you. If a thousand guys started chasing me, chances are I'd run. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't? I'm talking about a thousand. I'm not talking about one. I'm talking about a thousand. Ten times the amount that's sitting here. Coming at you with swords, spears. Been the enemy of God, seem like forever. Samson, no weapon in his hand because God provided a new jawbone of a donkey. He picked up, he picked up that jawbone. And he began to say, come on, Philistine. And he began with a jawbone. You see, I don't need the things of this life to destroy the enemy or the carnality of my flesh. God's going to give me a, a weapon. It's a new weapon to my flesh. My flesh don't understand it. The devil fears it. It is the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, Lily, you're no match for this. I'm fixing to cut you down. Yeah, you're going to try to grow up. But every time I see you spring, I'm going to keep you cut down. I'm going to keep you cut down so that my spirit can grow. They came one after the other till he looked around and all 1,000 was dead. Okay. But this is what we do, the same thing that he did. He took the very weapon that God gave him and threw it aside. You got the scripture? And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the sword of the Spirit. He cast away the Word of God. He called the place Ramaliah. Now, when he did that, when he was fighting with the weapon that God gave him, he wasn't thirsty. And he wasn't tired. That's why I can worship the way I worship when the Spirit of God is on me. And afterwards, I'm falling out. Because as long as I'm with God, I don't get tired. I don't get weary. I don't get thirsty because I'll never thirst again. I don't get hungry because he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You see, I've got to have the weapon. I've got to have the weapon. If I'm going to be renewed, I've got to have a weapon. If I'm going to survive this end time, I've got to have a weapon. Listen to what he said after he cast aside, if I may, the word of the Lord. It's finished to say if we really knew how many of you have not read or listened to the word of God lately, we'd be shocked. He was sore thirst and called on the Lord and said, this is the way we are. You better listen to me. After a great, great victory, we lay aside the word of God. 
And then we begin to cry, Lord, why am I feeling this way? Why am I not satisfied? Why am I so miserable? Why am I so stressed? You just brought me through all this. You gave me a great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. And now, now I'm going to die because the pastor's preaching this. Now I can't get encouraged because the pastor's preaching this. He said, hey, for I thirst. Next verse. But God clave out of that same. Where's my book? Hand me that Bible. Hand me that Bible. There's no hollow in here right now. You see, it's closed. But when I open it, I create a space. For water. That was good. Claved a hollow place in the jaw. And there came water there out. And when he had drunk, not the flower was revived. But his spirit came again and he revived. Wherefore he called the name thereof in Hakoli. You know what that word means? My daughter come, you can stand. You know what that word means? I can barely pronounce it. It means spring caller. Stand to your feet. You know why when you get troubled and you're down, many of you will not call on the Lord because you say, I've called on him so much, he's getting weary of my call. Nonsense. That's the lily saying, don't do it. Because the day you do it, I'll die. You know what he was doing? He called out to God. He said, God, I'm dying here. Give me a little drink. And God didn't bring it from a stream. He brought it from the weapon. You better hear me. He didn't bring it from the stream. He didn't bring it from the lake in the valley. He didn't bring it from a pond in the valley. He brought it from his weapon. Why do you think that God brought water from a rock instead of causing them to find a well? Because God wanted them to know, I am the rock of your salvation. When's the last time you truly, truly, truly called out to God? Not just because you needed a little, little bit of through, little bit of get over. But you were willing to sell out like you never sold out. And you were travailing and calling out. No matter what you lose, no matter what you had to give up. God, I need some water. That's why some of apostolic... They become bitter. They become complainers. They become accusers. Because they're no longer drinking from the Word of God. They have forgotten the battles they won in the Lord. They've forgotten the many days that God helped them. And if any of you find yourself back in the world, God forbid, and you pray to God and God answers that prayer, don't you think you're okay? The only reason God did that is to try to wake you up and say, you need me. 
Get in the Word. Get in the Word. Do you know getting in the Word will help you get along better with your family? It'll let you get along better with people at work. One another in the church. It'll help you fall in love with your pastor. been called to preach the word not fables not to give you some self-motivational speech that's a lie of the lily all those self-motivators all they're doing is making millions off of your dollar and you may be better for a moment but you will not be better for eternity I've heard this out of the mouth of a Christian when he went into one of these charismatic preachers. Oh, I was so uplifted. I felt so encouraged. You mean to tell me that man did that for you? I can go out there with the Spirit of God and feel encouraged. I don't feel encouraged because I look out and see you. I start feeling encouraged because the Spirit of God begins to move. Somewhere down the line, Christianity, their thinking has become so polluted. I got to go where miracles are being taken place. I got to go where I can get healed from cancer. That man's got the gift of healing. Then you wouldn't have went to John the Baptist. The greatest prophet of all, but you wouldn't have went to him. Because he committed no miracles. None. I'm going to preach the word and the word will confirm itself with signs following. And not all of those will be miracles. Could be answered prayer. Could be new people born again. It could be encouragement. Even in the midst of a disease or poverty. Sing, daughter. I'm through preaching. Don't forget service tonight. May the Lord bless you, keep you, shine His face upon you. The altars are open. Don't forget our building.